Welcome back to the Baseball Podcast. I'm here with your co-host and mine, Ethan Williams. Um, we're here. We sit here in front of God and and all, partially watching the Phillies. Okay, my YouTube TV free trial ran out, so I am watching the live feed of the Phillies, but I'm not watching the game because. It's a little difficult for me to look at YouTube TV and go, yeah, no, that seems like it's worth 73 bucks a month to me. It's not. As much, as much as I would love to watch the Phillies. Ethan has the advantage of, as we discussed last time on the podcast, that the best way to have a streaming service is to just have a friend who has it. Ethan yep. did it one better. He has family who has it. Okay, so if they were to cancel it, he would probably say something like, "How much more betrayal can I take?" Well, no, you know what it is. You know what it is. My step or my stepmom, my mother-in-law. Your stepmom, yeah. <laughs> I have a stepmom, but that's not what she. Yeah, she's but... not the YouTube TV or. But my mother-in-law texted me at one point and was like, "Are you watching the Phillies right now?" And I was like, "Yeah," and she was like, "Oh, because I keep getting that, you know, too many screens, like too many devices connected thing." And oh. I was like, "Oh, do you need?" And I was like, "Do you need me to get off?" And she was like, "No, no, no, like it's fine. You know, we'll see." And I, like, right. the understanding that I have is that when you buy YouTube TV, it has like a certain amount of, you know, devices you're allowed to have on at once. And then you can pay to add more. It's like 10 bucks for every device or something. Oh, so dude. she was like, she was like, Scam. yeah, let's just see how it shakes. Well, she was like, let's just see how it shakes out if it keeps happening. Or I was like, do you want me to give you the money and we can just, you know, add another another device? And she was like, let's just see how it shakes out. And if it keeps happening, then, yeah, I'll take you up on it. Why not? It's like 10 bucks. And I was like, 10 bucks a month. That's definitely worth watching the Phillies. Seventy-five bucks a month. I don't know about that. Yeah, seventy-five. That you know, while that is, you know, that is only sixty-five dollars more for the for the low low price of only sixty-five dollars more than ten dollars. <laughs> you can watch the Phillies. Um. So Ethan, we are uh, we are what like thirty thirty five ish games into the season. It looks like looks like thirty two for most teams. And uh, there's some weird stuff going on in MLB right now. Uh, a good example of that would be that the Pittsburgh Pirates are leading the NL Central by a rock-solid one game over the Brewers, <laughs> which I never would have guessed. That. If you asked me, oh, who's going to be leading the NL Central, the Pirates would have been the last team I picked. Maybe yeah. the Reds, if I was feeling like really hostile to the Reds, you feel, feel a little frisky. Yeah, uh, and dude, they're like they're. I think it's Pythagorean win loss, the one that like uses runs scored and runs allowed to like calculate what their record should be, is the same as their record. So so far, it's legit. Yeah, but I mean, they they are. I mean, wouldn't you say they are overperforming? Like when you look at this Pirates yeah. roster, it's one of those things where you go, you know, did we maybe undersell them and not give them enough credit coming into the year? Maybe. I mean, I don't know why anybody would have picked them, but like, okay, maybe you know there was something there we didn't like didn't pick up on. This right. Reds or the see you got the Reds on the brain. This Pirates yeah. team is not like a ninety-five win team. Like they're going to come back down to earth. Are they going right. to come back down to earth and go back to like 60 wins? Probably not. Like they're already off to a great start, but like, I, I still don't see them making the playoffs. And if they do, I see it because they had a really hot start and they kind of treaded water for a while and finished with like 85, 86 wins. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it would have to be that like the Brewers just forget how to play baseball. The Cardinals, the Cardinals one are of the, doing. yeah. One of the other big surprises, the Cardinals are currently, they're not the worst team in baseball, but they're close. They, I think yeah, they have the third bad. worst record. The Royals and Oakland are worse. And, and I uh, think the White Sox are tied. Yeah, the White the Sox time, have the same record. <laughs> as of our recording this on, on Friday night. Yeah, it's... But it, the, the, the Cardinals have been bad. Like, I remember I was texting you yesterday. I was, like, getting ready for work, and I had on the Cardinals-Angels game. So Thursday right. afternoon. Yeah, it it was pathetic. Like it was like the third inning, like the top of the third, and the Cardinals were down like eleven to two. It was to all batting and to the Angels, and it was Trout's off day. Right. Yeah. Like, to it the was, Angels, it was who, pathetic. Even with Trout in the lineup, the Angels are prone to mediocrity. 
I I don't think the Angels are as bad as they have been in years past. Like the 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 meme of like you know Trout and Otani both do something incredible as the Angels fall seven to five <laughs> in extras. You know, like you know that still holds true a little bit, but you know the the Angels actually have a, a semi decent roster this year. It's just they're not going to be as good as Houston in almost well, I, I think any one scenario. Of the is that like I think the narrative around the Angels shifted around this time last year because for years and years they were just the Phillies. Like the Phillies were on track with them where they were I mean the Phillies were terrible for a while before that. But like right, they yeah. were like a 75 to 85 win team and they would go out and they would win a game and they'd lose a game and they'd win two and they'd lose two and you know what I mean? And they just right. could like they couldn't string anything together. They just would go out and they'd win one and they'd lose one all the time. And mm-hmm. they were just a perfectly mediocre team. And that's and last year they started off hot and they lost what like 14 in a row or something crazy like that. Like they were just horrific. And then the season just fell apart. And now I think people view the angels as like a laughing stock and they are, but not for the reason because they're just a completely pathetic team. I think the losing streak started that. I think they're just a team that isn't good. They're not awful. They're just not good. And that's what they are this year. They're like right around right. 500. Mike Trout's been Mike Trout. Otani's been Otani and they haven't got a lot of pitching. Like they're, right. they're, perfectly mediocre once again yeah i mean they brought up zach is it neto or is it neto i think it's neto neto so it's not like wow that was really neato but um pretty, they brought pretty him neto up and, play there yeah they brought him up and you know he, he's still figuring out with the bat but he, he's been pretty he's been playable which and they sent down know, david fletcher to do that which was probably well, overdue yeah, I mean, David Fletcher, who conversely has been unplayable. Team Italy legend, by the way. Yeah. Um, David Fletcher, the kind of guy that we look at and we say, oh! and then we say, How much more betrayal can I take? Because let, let me tell you something, David Fletcher was just not playing in a major league level. No, um, no. The, the Angels pitching staff, I, I actually like kind of a lot. Um, a lot of people got a very good look at how good Patrick Sandoval can be yeah, he's in great. the, uh, the, I mean, over the past couple of years, but in the, the world baseball classic in particular, he was unstoppable. Uh, Otani obviously is Otani. Reed Detmers is pretty good. I think this guy Griffin Canning is pretty good also. And then, uh, I think Tyler Anderson has had a couple of good years in a row now. So he, he's looking like a, uh, a real pitcher. Uh, he's not doing <laughs> hot this year, but last year he was really good for the Dodgers. It looks like the years before that, not so much. But the important thing, they have a pretty solid pitching staff, which I think was their their Achilles heel for a long time. Their bullpen's still kind of like fine at best. But for a long time, it was like, oh, yeah, the, the Angels have no pitching. Like, how is Trout supposed to drag them to the playoffs when, you know, they just give up, like, seven runs every game? So, you know, they've addressed that issue a little bit. They're always going to have the problem of they're in the same division as the Astros, and now the Rangers and the Mariners are also pretty decent, too. They're at least in the same ballpark as the Angels. Yeah. The only real odd team out you know, just a little bit behind the pack is the Oakland A's. <laughs> you mean the soon to be Las Vegas A's? Yeah, who are selling tickets this summer for like $3 or something <laughs> wild. I was like, yeah, dude, that's... I wish I lived near there. I would I would buy that. You don't even have to go to most of the games for that to be worth it. Yeah, but but I will say like about the A's and I know this is sort of old news and people aren't talking about it as much anymore, but it is. I, I know I used this word earlier for the for the uh, the Cardinals, but I think this word is apt. It's it's pathetic. Like it's laughable the situation that has continued to go on in Oakland, and mm-hmm. and Tampa Bay isn't that much better. But like, I don't understand why MLB allows this to happen. Why they allow people to to own teams that are just clearly not interested in fielding competitive baseball team. And it's like, right. I haven't seen Major League in a long time, so I might be a little bit off. But it feels. Oh, like, uh, we'll finish this later. We would like to welcome to the podcast my cousin, not Ethan's. Okay, my cousin and yours. Get it right. Get it right. Everybody mm-hmm. else's cousin also. Ethan. Yeah, just. I'm not sorry, me. you didn't make it's the okay. cut. Um, no, this is uh, Colin Quirk, aka Coleman Quirk. 
Um, yeah. Many call him that. I don't. I would never call anybody by anything other than their actual name. Obviously, okay. he's a very serious person. But um, mm. he has been uh, he has been studying for a round of Elmer Descends. Mm-hmm. He's not really a native baseball fan. He, he's not a native speaker of the baseball tongue. But <laughs> well, I was going to say, been... Colin, why don't you tell us about your baseball fandom or lack thereof? Yeah, uh, my baseball fandom or lack thereof basically entails me knowing that Japan won the uh, the World Baseball Classic, and that's kind of as far as it went. That's okay. more than how, like how my wife you, uh, and my mom and stuff. Yeah. How did you receive that news? What was your your source? Um, I received it from, uh, I was in the line for food, um, and a friend of mine was watching World Baseball Classic, and uh, Japan was winning at the time. Okay. I, was not, I was not pleased, but also I kind of was, because Japan looked kind of cool from what I've been watching on the podcast. So, uh, Yes, Japan. Japan was one of, I mean, they were, now they I guess were the best team in the tournament, but uh, they were also one of the most likable teams in the tournament. I think yes, that was generally agreed upon. So mm-hmm. it's not bad that Japan won because Japan's a great baseball country. So it's it's tough to get mad about that. It was a lot easier to get mad about the way the United States played. It was yeah. not great. That was the sort of thing where you say, "How much more betrayal can I take?" But, uh, Excellent question. So, so that was the beginning and the end of your baseball fandom experience. <laughs> At least that was as deep as it got, save for uh, the Elmer Descends study. Right, he's he's the, sort of the a study, uh, the study in Elmer Descends. He's sort yeah. of a one-dimensional <laughs> fan. He's sort of the Adam Dunn of baseball fans, yeah. which is that he only has one skill. Which you know, we're we're about to test him. Okay, we're about to see if he's got warning track power, if he's got light tower power in the Elmer Descends <laughs> uh, category. I'm just cracking up over the idea of it being like an academic study, <laughs> like Elmer Descends, yeah. a study in random baseball. The, yeah, so in the National you... Journal of Medicine. Yeah, why don't you give us your abstract? You know. <laughs> so my, uh, I guess I have to deliver my dissertation on Elmer Descends. Yeah, what's I... the thesis of your work? Yeah. Okay, so. I personally don't think it would be academically in everyone's best interests for both you guys and the, the listeners of the show for me to deliver it because that would be kind of boring with mm, it, with it being fair. 15 pages. Well, I think I, it would be better if you tested it. I do, I do yeah, want to ask fair, fair. real fast. How do you, because you don't watch, like I'm trying to think of like, like this would be like me talking about like cricket players. Like how do you, how do you come up with names? You know what I mean? Um, so, I look at uh, different. I looked at different rosters. You know, not really. Whoa. It's really sorry. Hold on. I, hold on. Oh! I got to do yeah. this right. Yeah, of course. A and, little uh, respect. Respect the game. <laughs> of course. Um, I looked at different rosters. You know, looking kind of aimlessly. You know, trying to find. You know, the the Randy Choate of uh, different mm. uh, players within within those. Just trying to find, you know, the the kind of losers, you know, the guys, the no names. That's a good Goofy approach. Stuff. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I also like the randomness of it because when you have on people that really know baseball, then all we're gonna do is name randos. But I like the idea of the Colin. Colin might be like Randy Johnson. Guys, what's that doing for you? And, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like that. I like. You know what it is? I like the potential to fail. Yeah, yeah. You you like that? You know, for once, it's not just batting practice and not just teeing exactly. it up. <laughs> exactly. Should we kick you know it what? off? Or we? No, yeah. Go ahead. yeah. You know what? I I I only have one thing to say to you guys. I want to play a game. So Excellent. let's let's kick it off. Okay. Um. So who should start? Should we have Should we have Coleman start? Yeah, Colin. You want to go first? Yeah. I'm trying to help you out. Get you something started. All right. Take okay. it away. Uh, hailing from uh, the Diamondbacks and the Red Sox and the Athletics, I have Connor Jackson. Oh, that's Ooh, a good one. That's a good Connor with one end, right? Oh. <laughs> okay. Connor Jackson. Connor Jackson. Wow. So, this strong way to lead off. Now, are we doing the challenge mode? Do we have to do from the same teams? Um, I just you don't I have just, to do a challenge. But this is for me. Oh no, no, yeah, Colin, you just name off whoever you want, and then we'll try to go off that. We have to pick like a teammate or somebody in the same franchise or something. So, for instance, you said Connor Jackson. I might say 
Brandon Webb. I mean, that would be too obvious, right? I'll go mm-hmm. with – oh, my gosh, what's his name? The Tat Man guy, Ryan – Ryan Roberts. Yeah, Ryan Roberts. Ryan Roberts. I had okay. him in my uh, in my back pocket. Oh, you had Tat Man. You got to oh. adjust. You got to be see, ready to adjust. Yeah, listen, yeah, I'm, you're not going to be in first pitch fastballs your entire career, dog. You got to be ready to adjust this that. Is, off this isn't T-ball so. anymore, kids. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right Tom. All who right. you got? So uh, I'm going to go with Diamondbacks legend Chris B. Young. Oh. Uh, oh, winner of the funniest home run derby performance of all time. Yeah, he hit Yankees he hit, legend. He hit one home run, technically, because a fan reached over the fence and caught it. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Brandon Inge have a, a zero homer year? Well, yeah, but he just went out there and he just had a zero. That's respectable. That's a good point. Chris B. Young point. finished with one. Chris because... Young had like had like point five. Yeah, somebody stole him one. <laughs> yeah. All right, Colin, go ahead. I want to hear another name. Yeah, give us another uh, one. Okay. Um, hmm. I, I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation of this name. Uh, even fine. even better. What, Jordani Valdespin? Oh, oh, one of my favorites. Jordani Valdespin. Perfect. You know what I have to say to that? You know what I have to say to that? Oh! That's what I have to say to that. So he was okay. he was a Met. So now we got to go with some rando Mets. All right, I got two. I got two names. I'm trying to pick which one's better. Dude, please don't steal mine. I have a good one. Don't steal it. Is it a pitcher? Are you ready to adjust? No. No. All right, it's not. A, can I give both then? Yeah, go for it. At yeah. first, I wanted to say Josh Smoker. Nice and wow, random. That's a good one. Left handed, but, <laughs> but then I thought about it, and I went, I got a better Josh ready to go. That's what's Josh Edgen doing for you? Is Ooh. it edging you? That that's edgy as hell, brother. Edging over here. Now I have I have another I believe another Mets Josh here. Okay, I'm going with Josh Tolley. Oh, nice. <laughs> was now, he the R.A. Dickey personal catcher guy? Yes, he was not who I had in mind. But as soon as you went with the dual Josh setup, I was like, okay, well now I have to. Now I got to make it a threesome. Yeah. I got to make it. Oh. A, I'm, oh wait, hold on. There we go. Catchers are already hilarious. Being a knuckleballer, personal catcher with that big mitt like Doug Mirabelli, it's like yeah. ten times funnier to me. Yeah, like, it's Jones like uh, it's like Dark Helmet's helmet in Spaceballs. Yeah. It's Correct just, me if it's I'm just wrong. Goofy. Wasn't wasn't the other guy when he was on the Blue Jays? Wasn't the other guy Mike Nickius? Oh no! Yeah, he. Was, I think he remember, was on the Mets too. Do you remember him? I remember that name, and I remember attaching it to the concept of failure at yeah. baseball. But that—that's like about all I got. All right, go ahead. Who was your re- Who was your real pick, though? Arhanus Reyes. Oh, <laughs> excellent! Even for a non-baseball I, seasoned person myself, that's a good name. So I thought he was Jose Reyes's brother. Which the, I was like fourteen, and the Mets have to the Jose Reyes estate. Yeah, Jose Reyes, amazing player at the time, was the shortstop, and then the second baseman was a guy named Arhanis Reyes. And I didn't know when I was like fourteen that Reyes was like one of the most common names in the world. So I was like, well, they must be brothers. And I was like, but dude, yeah. Arhanis Reyes must be really upset that his brother's just so much better than he is. <laughs> yeah, like famous <laughs> brothers Andrew and Chipper Jones. Yeah, you know, Andrew Jones, Chipper Jones, like, uh, I don't know, every Jones known to man. Drew yeah. Jones, also a brother, not yeah. a son. Aren't we all brothers, though, when you really mm, when you really look yeah, at brother, it? Bro- yeah, we're brothers. Brotherhood of man. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, give me another name. I'm getting sick yeah. of hearing Tom. Hit okay. us again. All right. Um, I, I thought this one, I'm going to preface it a bit. I thought that I this was early on in my uh, in my research for my okay. dissertation. I was okay. very proud of this one. Uh, how is Yen Jervis Salart doing for you? Yen Jervis Salarte, nice. Never, as as Candy called him, never nervous. Yen Jervis. <laughs> <laughs> Could I give you a quick Yen Jervis Salarte story? Well, wait, really quick, really quick. Yankees no. or Padres? Who? Uh, what Padres. team do you want us to do? You want us to do, do Padres? Padres? Yeah. Okay. I, I, Really fast. I really like that Colin is sitting there every time, like twisting his beard. Like he's like, mm, "Where do I want to go here?" You know what mm. I mean? 
Um, yeah. Travis Solarte, I remember when he was really young, him and Michael Franco and a couple other guys signed this deal where this company gives you like an upfront, like lump sum of cash, like $4 million or something in exchange for like 10% of your future earnings. So if you're on Harvest Solarte, you probably made out like a bandit because you probably didn't make that much money. Well, if you're Michael Franco, you probably made out like a right. bandit. Right. If you're Michael too. Franco, you probably made out like a bandit. But if you if you get like Juan Soto or somebody with that scheme, you're in business, man. Can we get into that? Like if you just identify yeah. the guys, you're going to be yeah. making a lot of money. Yeah. Dude, that's like, uh, I don't know if we've discussed on the podcast how into scams we are, but mm. uh, me, and, me and Ethan and my brother, Brian, love to watch like American Greed. Like all these different documentaries about uh Firefest, just scams. Mm. I want an American Greed about that scam. This time on American Greed, baseball players being scammed for millions. I want to watch that. But yeah, uh, although it's not a scam, like you know what you're getting yourself into. That's why I called it a scheme. What could be a legal scam? All right, listen, we got to do Padres. I got one, but it's it. Ethan, you're on the all clock. Right, all right, you're on. all right. Padres legend. Definitely not the same time period, but I really like this name. I don't know if you're going to remember this guy, Tom. Robert okay. Fick. I remember that name, yeah, but I thought he, he was, was one a... of those he was one of those somehow an all-star guys. I remember him as a Brave, I think. Yeah, I think he was like a Red Sox too at one point. I I just know he was a Padre. <laughs> I feel like it was a very unfortunate last name. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with another unfortunate last name here. I'm going to go with Kevin Quackenbush. Oh, <laughs> nice with the be- with the with the long beard and everything. Uh, nice. Or his bullpen mate, uh, Brad Boxberger. Oh, nice rando. Brad Boxberger, aka. Oh, yeah. Well, do you remember? I don't think they do it anymore. Do you remember the players' weekend jerseys where you could put my like, favorite jersey ever? Of course, I remember that <laughs> with the emojis. Yeah, the box <laughs> and the burger. <laughs> Dude, incredible! Only players' weekend jersey that was worth anything. Yeah, hysterical. At one end you have that, and at the other end you have when they made everybody wear black or white, and the teams, Ooh. the home team, could pick. So there was no way to tell which team was wearing what, and it was, it was just brutal. a mess. And they were awful. terrible. And they looked stupid to begin with. I mean, honestly, yeah. the players weekend, like that was cool that they could put whatever they want, like for their name. Like I think uh this is another rando. Josh Fegley put PTBNL on it on the back, player to be named oh. later. Um, <laughs> like that was great, but the jerseys were so stupid. They yeah. were like like the Phillies were like red here and blue on the sleeve. Like it was brutal. It was awful. Yeah. But I like the idea yeah. of bringing it like honestly, you could just stick with the regular uniforms, but just do the name thing on the back. The names were great. Yeah. Anyway, even if we're they went far afield. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Colin, Brad give Box us another another Colin, wave. Go, yeah. Yeah. Go, you know, go I, I, kinda, I kinda want to play the team name. So I, I want to see if I have something that can compete with one of yours. Why don't you guys start give me a team or something? Or you guys start us off with a Well, do you have the teams of your guys yeah. written yeah. down? Okay. Okay. Oh. So so this now we exciting. get to pick the team? Sure. Let's give it a go. Okay. Can happen. All right. You know what, Ethan? Why don't, why don't you get us started? All right. Now I got to think of a rando. So I can pick anybody, and I'll just inform you of the team in case you don't know. Is what we're saying? Sure, yeah. 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 I, I mean, right. not, it's not that in case I'm not going to know. It's just I'm not going to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. All Any 100 percent right. chance event that he does not know what team the guy's on. How about how about Yankees legend Kareem Garcia? Ooh. Remember that guy? That guy sucked. I <laughs> was that guy. I believe he was the guy that got thrown at when Pedro Martinez like threw Don Zimmer to the ground. Really? I think that was him, but I might be wrong. Okay, so do I have to go with like a historical Yankee? Do I have to go no, with you like, can do uh, whatever you want? You can do it. Okay. You can go with Greg Bird for all I care. Yankee? Uh, can I do a current Yankee rando? Mm, Colin, what do you think? Are we allowing current players? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. I don't think we don't really disallow current players. It's just that they're less good. I'm just but, thinking about in terms of like in 2012, you might have said A's rando Josh Donaldson, and then. You know. I feel pretty good about this guy. All right. All okay, right. I'm going with Willie Calhoun. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. <rando. laughs> you mean Rangers legend Willie Calhoun? <laughs> you know, Rangers slash Yankees legend. Dude, yeah. 
Yeah, Giants see, legend. I see so many people get so mad about Willie Calhoun on anything Yankees related. It's so funny. It, it, it's it's he's their Josh Harrison. Like I just don't understand how he still has a roster spot. Yeah. yeah. All right, Colin. All right, you got a you got a Yankee, Colin. Consider a Yankee. The, the funniest thing was is that I didn't have. Yinger uh, Salart was the only person on my list who had any Yankee history, from what I remember. So, oh, so I did no. a quick look up. I did a quick look up. So I'm throwing a random name out there to see who, uh, see how this works. CC Sabathia. CC Sabathia is not a random. Bad news for you. He's like a possible Hall of Famer. So I think he's a lock. Oh, okay. Yeah. But so, that's okay. That's not okay. What, what, what I will <laughs> yeah, give you bonus you points for. Bike if you don't fall off, you know? That's true, yeah. yeah. What I will give you bonus points for is pronouncing his name wrong. Um, okay. That that did help a lot. So mm. that's pretty good. Do, do you want to take another one or should we uh, should we move on? You know what? I'll, I'll give it another one. How about Phil Coke? Oh, that's, that's a, a Yankee. One. That's not a bad one. That's That was a Yankee. There, That's there you go, Phil Coke. I got. Are, are you are you naming another? I thought you were giving us another random player, and I was like, you just named. Uh, I, I don't know. No, no, no. Remember, yeah, we're I doing the team now. So okay, okay. I, I am going right. to do Phil, Phil Coke's a good one. Phil, Phil Coke, Coke was a good rando. Good I'm going to do the Washington Nationals, one of my favorite rando sources of all time, and I'm going to okay, go with good. historic rando. Okay. I'm going with Elijah Dukes. <laughs> oh, he's not random, though, because he had all those legal troubles, because he was, like, beating up his girlfriend. I do, yeah, walk down the street and be like, oh, remember Elijah Dukes? And everybody, like, <laughs> crowds are going to gather, being like, oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> Elijah Dukes, Ken Griffey Jr., yeah. Mickey Mantle. I mean, come on. <laughs> Delman Young. <laughs> I stand by Elijah Dukes as a stone cold random. All right, all right. So, do I go to give Colin another minute, or does he go to keep the order? I, I have. What's funny is I have a ton of nationals on my team. Oh. Yeah, they're they're a great source of randos. What do you so. got? Um, how is Chad Tracy? That's nice. a good one. <laughs> rando. That's, he, that's he's a he's kind of an all timer rando for multiple teams. Like I think he would count for the Diamondbacks and the Pirates too. Right? Among them as well, I think right. From my, from my research yeah okay ethan random right. national there's All plenty right. out there we talk about this guy a lot ray king nice ray king <laughs> one of my favorite randos <laughs> ray king just career ineffective reliever yeah. I don't know what that guy was doing on Major League rosters. I say we do it. I say we do another Nationals round. It's very fertile soil. Yeah, Nationals round two. Yeah, give me another okay. National time. All right. Um, can I go with? Uh, I'm going to go with Felipe Lopez. Mm. Mm. Brewers <laughs> Not, great. Reds great. Yeah. yeah, many teams great actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was okay. Yeah, he, he was sort of like a, you know, he was sort of like when we, we tried to calculate the most average possible major league player and we came up with Mark Tian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Colin, who you got? You got another, you got another national? You said you had boatloads. Yep, I have, I have quite a few. Uh, how's Chad Cordero? Oh. You know, I was actually going to say him. That's a good one. <laughs> See, I like him because he's not a Chad Tracy type of like, oh, that guy was bad, but he hung around. Like Chad right. Cordero was a peak and then nothing. He just popped up and then he popped yeah. right back down. He was one of was the like... first like flat brim hat guys, I remember. The the Nationals in the Chad Cordero era were an absolute whack-a-mole of a roster. And he was <laughs> he was one of the moles that got hit every time he popped up. Yeah. All right, I got a couple different ways I can go with this. I'm gonna, make it quick. You're on the clock. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my gut. Henry Blanco. Oh, what's that doing for you? Is that the guy who fought somebody? Or I, no, that's Michael Barrett. Never mind. I see I how feel, you get them confused. I feel like Henry Blanco also fought somebody, but I don't know if he's remembered for that. I don't know. Okay, Colin, we're back to you to select the team now. Okay. Um. Let's do. The Rangers. Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to lead off with Kevin Mench. Oh! That's cool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's actually like my go-to Rangers rando. <laughs> I, I, you staggered me. Yeah. Uh, you got to adapt. He just got stunned. I, I do. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Rangers rando. How's, how's Max Ramirez? That's a good one. I like yeah. that one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to hit you guys with, I'm pretty sure this guy was a Ranger. I have a backup if he was not, but uh, I'm going with Joaquin Arias. Oh, not only was he a Ranger, he was the A-Rod return. Well, oh. It was him and Soriano. And I Wait, remember can I do two? Well, can I do really two? Fast, I have really another fast. one I want to do. You know how when you have a player to be named later, later on the team will give you a list of players you can pick from and you'll get yeah. to pick the guy? Yeah. I, it was they picked him over a guy named Robinson Cano. Well, all he time didn't amount to anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to name it a second Ranger. I want to go with Taylor T. Garden. <laughs> that was my backup. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> Orioles legend. Yeah, yeah. Taylor okay, T. wait. Who, who's it back to now? Is it me now? It's Colin for the team. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. Are, yeah, are we rotating? You, you, you want you do the team time? Okay, I got to pick a team here. Sure. I'm going to go with Braves legend Brooks Conrad. Oh, nice. <laughs> My one Brave on the list, they went very uh, neglected. I have Pablo Sandoval. Oh, okay. so okay. like not a rando, but a Braves rando. But funny, funny player, even though not really much of a rando. But you know, one of the said, funniest like, players not, not alive. Not really a rando. Like everybody knows him. Nobody will remember that he was a brave. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's like remembering that like Babe Ruth was a brave. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. All right, all right. I got. I had one cooked up. This guy. There are a couple of guys that just are my childhood. Like a couple of random baseball players. Oh, okay. I just thought of another one. So my go-to. This guy was my childhood. Is Ryan Church, Braves legend. <laughs> like I don't know why, but Ryan Church just is like was baseball to me when I was a kid. Not like I loved him or anything. He just was always around. Yeah. I'm going I'm going Matt Diaz. Oh. <laughs> Matt Diaz, he of the one season where he had like a 408 Babip and Braves fans thought it was for real. He was one of the rare lefty thrower, righty hitter guys. Yeah. And I mean to be fair, not that bad of a player. But like he did no, have that just one... a classic fourth outfield type. Yeah, he did have that one year where he he looked like a stud because every single thing that man hit went for a hit. Went for a had, yeah, his his yeah. BABIP was incredible. I'd never seen anything like it over the course of a season. But right, so okay, I'm getting confused as to the order of like the the order it's, of things. It's you now. Oh, I get to pick a guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, should burned, I shouldn't have burned Ryan Church. That was well, a good one. Well. All right, I got a name. I'm debating. Oh, we already did national, so that makes my decision for me. How about Pirates legend Sean Burnett? Nice. Nice. Okay. Hmm. Okay. All right. So now you go, Tom, right? Oh, all right. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah. Uh, How's Antonio Bastardo? Nice. Tony No Dad. Excellent. I forgot he was a pirate. Hmm. Okay. I like it a lot. Philly's all right, all right. I got to come up with a with a nice random little pirate. How about James McDonald? Ooh, Dodgers legend. All right, dude. Everybody thought he was like a beast when he came up, yeah. and well, he was not. I believe he is the brother of Darnell McDonald. Ooh, Irish also kid. a good rando. Yeah, yeah. I- Irish kid. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, actually, yeah. straight straight from. From old Ireland. Yeah. I got I got another good Pirates name, but I want to leave it in my head in case we say the other team. Yeah, you never know what you never know what Colin's gonna bring next. Yeah. He's keeping us on our yeah. toes. All right, Colin, okay, give good. us a guy. Go ahead. How about, how about some Phillies? Okay. Uh, yeah, because uh, you know, the event that happened like a couple weeks ago. Got that shouldn't be an issue. The event that kinda happened. <laughs> yeah, they're the one that kinda happened. Yeah. Kind of happened, still is happened. All right. How about uh, Wendell McGee? I don't know who's who that. that? 
Is that like a '90s Philly? <laughs> I don't know. I just know he was on Tigers and Phillies. Well, you know what? I've never heard of that person. Yeah, that, that, that's the deepest cut in podcast uh, history, arguably. That's the, that's the winner of today. I don't like, that's, a, <laughs> that's a really good name. All right. <laughs> I've been sitting on this name for a long time. Chris okay. Roberson. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'm going with fellow Phillies farmhand. An eventual pirate, I believe, Jason ah. Jaramillo. No, that's cheating. He has to be a Philly. He never came up? No. They traded him for uh, mm, I think okay. Ronnie Polino, maybe. All right, all right, all right. We'll run it back. We'll run it back. All right. I burned a lot of my rando Phillies during the, uh, the other Philly events, so I have to... Uh... Let's go with... So, I'm going to go with, did we do Real Cormier before? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. I was going to say Amari Telemaco, but I don't think that counts because I, I, the only reason I know who that is is because I found a baseball card of him a couple weeks ago I that I got from McDonald's. Because McDonald's used to give out Phillies cards in Happy yeah. Meals. And you know who you know who I had growing up? I had an Omar Dahl card. <laughs> oh, you should have said him. <laughs> yeah, I, wait. I, that wait, the other day when we were playing this game in the in that group chat with Sharky, I right. brought up Omar Dahl and that made me think of him. I looked him up. Omar Dahl earned like twelve million dollars. Well, to be fair, so did all of us. God, bl- God bless Omar Dahl, man. Yeah, well, he he was a wealthy man. He made a career of it. Yeah. Okay. Is it my turn to pick the team now? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, let's go with White Sox legend, Dwayne Wise. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. I like Dwayne, I like Dwayne Wise a lot. I'm taking our talents over to Chicago. I got a great name for you. You, you, okay. you first, Colin. You got anybody? You, you go ahead. I actually don't have a White Sox. Okay. All right. You. Go ahead. Like, I, like, I like Colin. Like, oh, this is embarrassing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for me not knowing things. No, no, you're good. You're good. Philip Humber. Oh. He of the perfect game. <laughs> hey, Dwayne Wise, he of the perfect game save. Yeah, he of the There's perfect game There's a little theme save. here. Yeah. yeah. Can I give another name while we're waiting for Colin? Yeah, should we go, uh, go over time? Oh. What, do you think of, what do you think of Neil Cotts? Oh, <laughs> now where do we stand on jerry owens oh jerry owens, might be the best one. <laughs> jerry owens is the best white talk <laughs> well no colin hasn't said anything That's yet good point colin Give the man a chance. Colin has I, chance. I don't know how well this will do but uh how about wes whistler Dude, i don't know who wes whistler is <laughs> if the, i want to look this guy up i I'm putting the over under on number of games this guy played at like six. Wes Whistler. Yeah, he was in the, the 2009 uh, White Sox roster. Dude, okay, no. let's see. Let's let's see how many how many innings this dude threw. For one point one inning. In, in that season or for his career? For his career and in that season. I love this guy. Wes Whistler. I've never heard of that person before in my life. Dude, I don't even think White Sox fans remember that guy. <laughs> no, no, not at all. All right, that, is it my turn? That was an incredibly deep cut. That was all the way to the bone. That was <laughs> all the way to the marrow. Outstanding. All right, is it my turn? Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, you get to choose the team. All right, so. Colin, I, ho- I hope you got a Met on your list. Uh, I do. What do you think of John Neese? Good. That's well nice. played. Yeah. <laughs> I think was it John Neese or John Maine who like almost hit a home run against the Phillies in some game where the Mets were just routing them. But I remember like I remember one of those guys like hit one to like dead center that like I think Victorino caught it with his back against the wall and I was like, okay, this game's not going great. I just want to say it. It, it your audio like cut out for a second, so that's 
sound on dead center went away. So you just had a list for it. You were like, you hit one to dead center. Dead center? Yeah, it sounded like Bill. Oh! Yeah, Bill. All right, okay. Colin, you got a bet? Uh, was Cindergard. Uh, ah, not a random. Yeah, that's not another misstep. Philly's no, great. Cindergard was an elite uh, match. You know what it is? We've been given regular old run-of-the-mill randos like Jerry Owens. Colin has had the lowest valleys, like Noah Syndergaard and CC Sabathia, but he's had the, he's had the highest highs, like West like Whistler. West <laughs> and Wendell McGee. How about okay? Can I re- try to redeem myself? Is this a possibility? Yeah, you know what? Take, okay. take it away. All right. How about Frick Jose Offerman? Whoa. Okay, I have heard of that name, but I don't know who he is. That I think sounds that was like a, a rando before, to me. I think that was a little before our time, wasn't it? I definitely know that name. I think he's a rando. So, it was a Met. I, I'm willing to, to. I'm willing to. Yeah, as long Met. as he played on the Mets, I'm willing to give I'll, him. I'll accept yeah, that. He, yeah. he played on the Mets and I think Red Sox? Question mark. I don't know. Okay, All right, Tom, your turn. Go ahead. So I got one. I got. This I feel like this this Mets team is a little lacking in uh, relief pitching. Aced them, okay. You know they they had their their closer go down. You know Edwin Diaz can be a little tough to replace. They're gonna have to dip into their rich history of elite relievers like Luis Ayala. And Wait, uh, are we still doing? Are we still doing the Mets? I feel like he bounced around. I didn't do a Met. Yeah, Luis Ayala wasn't he like a Marlin and a Yankee. He, I, I'm pretty sure he was a Met in 08. I remember they gave him the closer role, and he just blew every single game to the stretch. <laughs> Fine, you want me to do another one? Okay, we'll go with no, no, Scott no. Blowenweiss. Oh, Scott Blowenweiss? <laughs> yeah. Same bullpen, by the way. Yeah, that was rough. Pedro Feliciano. All right. Oh No, he was good. He was good. He, di- he died. That's a shame. Yeah, that's why I said he was good. Yeah, should we start naming guys who died? Too much. Uh, Tommy Hansen, Daryl Kyle. Too much. No! All right. All right, Colin, uh, what do you got? Yeah, Colin, give us a team. All right, give me one second. Which team again? No, 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 it's no. You making new teams. Your pick. You just give oh, okay. a player. All right, let's do Cardinals. Uh, Gene Steckschlut. Who? <laughs> <laughs> who is that? Gene Steckschlut. Gene Steckschlut. Oh, no idea. Is that guy from like 1870? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I want to know more about old Gene. <laughs> I don't even know how to begin to spell that. Like, how do I even look Gene that up? Step. Is it step? It's, it's, very, it's, it's the very. It's very uh, German sounding. Yeah, well, up oh, found him. Okay, give me, give me. He played me. from two thousand to two thousand two, and he was terrible. Yeah, sounds about right. Not good. Gene Steckschlut. All right, that's a new one. Okay. How, how about? I know I said this in our group chat, but our fans haven't had the honor. Nick Stavanoa. Excellent rando. <laughs> Excellent rando. Well done. Okay, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I believe. Czech Republic legend Pete Cosma. <laughs> oh, I don't think he's in a Czech Republic. You know what he is? He's an Australian baseball league legend. Is he? Okay. Well, yeah. what, I, mean, I mean, whatever country he's from, yeah. legend, obviously. MLB yeah. legend Pete Cosma. Well, of course. Hey, he's got a ring, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, according to anybody over the age of like 70, that makes you better than anybody who doesn't have a ring yeah it makes you better than ken griffey jr yeah so aaron judge sorry yeah. buddy no yeah you're not as good as Pete Cosmo. yeah clearly all right whose turn is it is it your turn tom no Go i ahead. just did Pete Cosmo. yeah oh, to, pick to pick the pick team you. to pick yeah. the team okay or are we just going hold whatever we can come up with let's do I'm i'm trying to do a team that we haven't done yet Let's go with Orioles legend Robert Andino. <laughs> I got a name already. He of I don't know if any of our adoring fans remember this, but I remember a meme came out and it was Robert Andino's picture on the Orioles 
year after year and every year he went from a big smile and it slowly turned into a frown and then like a scowl and it was like what five years of being on the orioles does to an mf <laughs> <laughs> and this was the right after the ubaldo jimenez blow in the playoff game orioles when they just burned it down and they lost like 100 games a bunch of years in a row so depressing <laughs> time to be sure i got but a really good name the floor is yours guys let's have colin, some orioles you got, you got a guy colin uh colin might have a guy but he does not have, have service whoop there he is Colin? I, I don't have a guy right now but We'll All right, I'll go for I'll go first. Ready? Okay. Henry Arutia. Henry Arutia. You remember him? Yeah. <laughs> can can we bounce it back to me for a second? Yeah. Can I submit LJ Hose? Whoa. <laughs> nice. LJ Hose. I think he was packaged with Bud Norris in a trade. I yeah to the Astros. They traded him to the terrible Astros era. Well. Yeah. I, we lost yeah. Colin for a second. There he is again. Who, He's back. For who? It was somebody hilarious. Who who did the Orioles get out of that deal? I'm gonna look I'm gonna have to look it up. I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah. Hey, listen, you know, LJ Hose and Bud Norris, if you're out there, feel yeah, free we, to we'd love to have you to, on the show. We'd yeah, love to feel have free to show. look at your, your traffic on your baseball reference page because oh, it's about wait, to wait, get wait. some. We we completely messed this up. It, they traded away LJ Hose and someone else for Bud Norris. Oh. You know okay. who the other guy was? Josh Hader. Okay, so. Wow. Not, not a great trade for the Orioles. Yeah. Awful. I mean, it depends on which Josh Hader you're talking about. If it's last year Josh Hader, what then, you know, I'm sure the Orioles wouldn't have missed them. Actually, that's the kind of reliever they like to have back then, so I don't know. But you know, Colin, ineffective. Did you, get a, did you get an Astro, Colin? Uh, Orioles. No, 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 Orioles. Orioles. An Oriole, I'm sorry. We lost them. Boys, pour one out. We lost. Pour one out for Colin's phone signal. Speaking that we of, look the, Phillies, at. the Phillies just lost. Pour two out. Okay. Yeah. That we look at both of those things and we say, I despise him. And then this we also, a, this has been a pathetic stretch of baseball from the Phillies. Yeah, but you know what, dude? What are you gonna do? What, what are you gonna do? That is true. We we have to look at the Phillies. One thing that we can take away is that the Phillies have gotten Bryce Harper back. I do fear that they have not gotten a one hundred percent or even like a ninety percent Bryce Harper back. Still going to be a good player. Because Bryce Harper is a generational talent. Whoop, and then Collins back. Allegedly. Yeah. Ah, eh. But yeah, the Philly's not looking great right now. They're playing like again, I don't talk about other human beings like this, but they're playing like trash. Yeah, we're watching the Joe Girardi Phillies, is what we're yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Thompson's been possessed by the soul of Joe Girardi. I like yeah. the idea of Joe Girardi with like the marionette strings, just <laughs> just puppet mastering Rob Thompson into making every wrong move. Like, no, bat Kyle Schwarber lead off again. It'll be fine, dude. That <laughs> that has yeah, that has got put to in stop. Craig Kimbrell. <laughs> that has got to stop. They're, like, I I like Rob Thompson. Everybody likes Rob Thompson. He is just making some inexplicable decisions. Like the whole right. Kyle Schwarber leadoff experiment has failed. Like he's a home run hitter who does does not get on base enough. Wait, Colin said Ubaldo Jimenez. Mm, I like it. His, his random Oriole. I I can only give him partial credit if he heard me mention Ubaldo Jimenez first because I did. But with his service being iffy, we don't know if he heard it. So, and, and you can say, really, an Orioles legend. Yes, yeah. At the end of an era for the Orioles in the flesh, many. He say. does. He does go down in Orioles lore. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, him and Edwin Encarnacion teamed up to to put a really definitive exclamation point on the end of the last era of the Orioles being good. Well, don't forget the contributions or lack thereof from Buck Showalter and Zach Britton. <coughs> Sorry, I tried to mute. Didn't work. <laughs> you know what? 
Because Buck Showalter was the guy who looked at his reliever who had like a 0.5 ERA and went, I'm going to stick with Baldo Jimenez. Yeah, who, who was in the bullpen? Zach Britton. Oh, okay. Yeah, you said that. You know what? In one ear and out the same ear. For those of you who don't know, um, your co-host here, Tom Quirk, is deaf in his right ear. So I like to make jokes about it, such as instead of saying I'm all ears, I will text people and say I'm all ear. <laughs> and some people miss it and some people don't. And I, I really enjoy that one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to laugh at stuff like that. Like I'll text my brother every year and wish him a happy absent Father's Day. Because like if, if you grew up without a dad, you might as well laugh about it, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you if you take it really seriously, I mean, sometimes it m- means that you didn't grow up without a dad, but only sometimes. Sometimes. So, sometimes. so you you can't bank on that, you know. I mean, yeah. well, it's, sorry, like you look at that and you say, "What are you gonna do?" You know? Yeah. Yeah. I I will I will say that because I'm assuming we're done with Colin now. Yeah, I'm um, guessing that just the service. Being an yeah. But I will say, because he kind of jumped in in the middle of what I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. to finish off that point, it is, like, laughable that MLB has allowed this whole Oakland A's thing to go on for so long. And I shouldn't even say that because the Oakland A's aren't the problem. They have plenty of fans. It's a big enough market. They can support both Bay Area teams. It's a mm-hmm. John Fisher problem. It, it's right. I don't understand why – and I'm sure there are other owners like this in other leagues. I don't understand why MLB allows these people to continue owning teams. Same thing in Tampa Bay, same thing in, in Pittsburgh and, and in, in Cincinnati. Like, I don't understand why yeah. they're allowing people, like how many rich people are out there that would love to own a baseball team like Steve Cohen. Like there are definitely enough people out there that somebody would jump at the chance to buy the yeah. A's and make them competitive. The dude who owns the Warriors, I don't I can't think of his name right now. But the 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 guy who owns the Warriors who turned them into what they are, it was reported that he was in on the A's at the same time as John Fisher and something uh, for like no pun intended fishy came down and like they handed the team to John Fisher as opposed to this Warriors guy. It's going to kill me. I'm going to think of his name later. But right. like it's the like the there are second of, we hit end yeah. on the podcast, you're going to remember who it is. I'm going to remember it. Yeah. Well, like yeah. there were there were like there are plenty of people out there that have the means that would love to own a baseball team. And MLB just refuses to get rid of these people who just aren't interested in putting a competitive product on the field. Right. And it's, like, there are bad owners. Like, there are, like, the Rockies and the Reds and stuff. Like, there are bad owners who take their fans for granted who who aren't good. But they'll put a, like, you know, like, the Rockies have a beautiful stadium. I'm sure it's taxpayer-funded. The Reds have a nice stadium, you know, all that. Like, they're not going yeah. anywhere. The A's are, like, it's pathetic. They have a, a stadium. Dude, the Mets announcers couldn't announce from there because they have, like, a possum problem in the visiting <laughs> in the visiting broadcasting booth like it's this like it's like a triple a team. no that's that's an affront to triple a teams it's like a, it's like a semi-pro team like the way yeah, it's, it's like run. it's like an indie ball team yeah it literally is it's major league like like fisher's just letting it burn to the ground so that he has an excuse to move to las vegas because i guess he thinks he'll make more money there or something but it's like right. that's not fair to the fans in oakland that's not fair to the players that have to play in oakland like it's 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 not fair to anybody and like the perfect solution is get an owner who who cares to run the Oakland A's and put an expansion team in Las Vegas if they can handle it. Like, that'd be great. Put a team in Las Vegas, put a team in Montreal, put a team in Portland and Charlotte, whatever you want to do. But, like, right. don't take the team away from Oakland. That, that's not the problem. Yeah. Um, I think it, it really does. It always comes down to do the owners – want to just make money off the team or do they actually kind of care about the sport and we i have think a clear answer yeah i think we've had that conversation before where we don't have any issue with owners making money off their team make as much money as you want no, you should but you should at, like but the thing is you know we're not economics fans we're not sitting here being like oh dude his roi is just off the charts you know right. like we're baseball fans the A's are one of the oldest franchises in the game, you know, storied franchise. And right now they're just being absolutely run into the ground by Fisher. Yeah. And in the most humiliating way possible, like the fact that my personal favorite uh, Oakland Coliseum story is that uh, people were complaining like, you know, dude, my, my soda just tastes weird. 
and I get another one, and it tastes equally weird. And I opened up the soda machine, and there was like three dead rats floating in it. Are you serious? I don't even. I didn't even hear about this. I think uh, I watched some video. I think it was from Baseball Doesn't Exist. It's it was it's called like how Moneyball killed the A's or something. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it, but I keep I keep passing and, it on YouTube. Yeah, it was like yeah they found rats like floating in the the soda machine. Yeah, it like I think somebody ran into the fence to try to catch a fly ball and like the padding fell off and they had to stop the game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure pathetic. the dugouts flood when it rains. It's embarrassing, and the thing I don't understand is like. If you're John Fisher of the A's, like you don't care, you're pocketing money, you're pocketing all the revenue sharing money. I think the oh, A's yeah. made made more money than any other team because they pocketed all the revenue sharing money. But like, if you're MLB, if you're Rob Manfred and the 29 other owners, how do you let this continue? How do you, like? There's got to be a way to vote him out and make him sell his share. Like it happens in other sports. Like I don't all understand right. how how they can continue, or just put in a rule, just be like you have to spend, like just put in like a salary floor. I know the owners don't want that, but like right. like do something, like and and and. And it's it's holding back everything. Like MLB can absolutely expand. There are enough fans in these other cities; they can do it. The talent's there. Like the talent is absolutely there. It's not going to dilute the talent pool. Like there should be thirty-two teams, thirty-four teams, something like that. And ML and the, the whole thing from Rob Manfred is he keeps saying we can expand until we settle the issues, like the stadium issues in Oakland and Tampa Bay. So settle them. So make him. You know what I mean? Like make them come to turn. Right. Like I don't. Like I don't know how it works. I don't know what the legalities are. But like. There has to be something you can do that isn't just like, well, we hope John figure John Fisher figures it out. But yeah, he's not gonna figure that, it out. He's a crook. I don't know if yeah, he's we, a crook. Well, I shouldn't say well, that. But well, like Well, but they're hoping for, you know, in a change Grinch, of heart. Yeah, they're hoping in uh, for John Fisher to be like the Grinch when he's on top of the mountain. Yeah. And everybody's presents start to fall off and then he, he hears the who's singing and and his heart grows three sizes. Yeah. They're hoping that like you know, he, he's going to see some A's fans not having sex in the upper deck, you know, actually enjoying the game. And his heart's going to grow three sizes, and then he's going to – he invests all this money. He turns Oakland into this baseball pet. Like, dude, it's just never going to happen, you know? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Like, it's so bad that Ken Rosenthal on that – what's that A.J. Pierzynski-Lance Lynn podcast thing? I don't watch it because I can't stand A.J. Pierzynski. I don't know. That's a, but... That sounds like – that sounds like a, like guts akimbo. <laughs> Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> but, but I saw a clip where Ken Rosenthal was on their podcast, and he went on for like a minute or two of just being like, I know people in Las Vegas are excited. I know people are excited to see a team in Las Vegas. This is like a dark day for baseball because Oakland, like the Oakland A's are a storied franchise, and they've had great fans for all this time, and they're getting screwed. Like that's basically what he said. And it's like Ken Rosenthal's taking off like the kids' gloves and just saying what it is. Right. And he was like – and that's exactly what he said. He was like, John Fisher's run this team into the ground. And he's absolutely right. Like, it, it's mm -hmm. inexcusable the way MLB allows these these people to to just run franchises in the ground. Like, that's the only way I can really put it. Well, like, particularly the A's, just it seems like every, what, like 30, 40 years, they just get run into the ground and they move to a different city and they get another owner who runs them into the ground again and uses up all the goodwill wherever they were. Like, they were in Philly, and then they were like, no, you know what, we're going to Kansas City. And then that didn't... I don't know how long that lasted, but eventually... Like 10 or 15 years. Eventually, they ran it into the ground, and then they were like, all right, well, we're going to go to Oakland. And then in Oakland, I mean, they've been run into the ground for a long time. They've right. been getting by on the fact that Billy Bean was ahead of the curve with analytics in a lot of ways. And... uh you know, he he kind of did it twice because there was the original Moneyball, and then they kind of had Moneyball Part Two in like the late two thousands when they kind of just started picking up a whole bunch of young, really good starting pitchers and just you know riding that. So they they dragged it out a little bit thanks to Billy Bean kind of you know being a little bit of an expert, but everybody caught up and now everybody does analytics. Moneyball is just what everybody does now except for until recently the phillies <laughs> uh, so the a's just don't have any advantages anymore they're not smarter than any of the other teams they have just as much money they just don't spend it yeah and you know, they're in a division where you have to be really competitive and it's like well guess the a's are moving to las vegas yeah. john fisher's make a whole bunch of money and oakland fans are just kind of left standing there you know 
like Oakland fans are like turning out their pockets and like moths are flying out of them. They're like, dude, what happened? Right. You know, it's it's shameful that MLB allows that. And the thing that I just cannot wrap my head around is like MLB teams, when it comes down to it, are a commodity, right? They're a business to be owned. Right. Yeah. But for people like Steve Cohen, and I'm sure plenty of other owners who are billionaires, it's like a toy. Like that's not your business. Like that's not how you make your money. It's something you bought with the profits that you made from another fabulously successful business that you wanted right. to own, right? Like Steve Cohen was a stock market guy. He made like $15 billion and he went out and bought the Mets because he loves the Mets and he wants to see them succeed. And he's God bless him. He's doing it. But yeah. like, there are only 30 of these commodities that can be owned. Are you telling me you can't find 30 owners or ownership groups that will take it seriously and do the right thing? Like, is, is it a vetting problem? Is it like a, is it like a good old boys issue? Like, is it the fact that like Jerry Reinsdorf and all these old guys are like entrenched there and they're going to do their own thing and line their own pockets? Like, I don't understand what the issue is, but how can MLB just not find 30 people that will take it seriously enough to, to, to put a, 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 a good product out on the field. And like, I understand you can't win the world series every year, but you can try. Right. And there are teams that just aren't interested in doing that. I'm guessing that part of the problem is that you to own an MLB team by yourself. Cause I think, is it the Marlins are owned by like a, a group? It, it's and the like, Braves are owned, like publicly tr- traded. I think they're like a conglomerate, but every right. other team has like an ownership group. So it's like, I'm sure there are teams that are owned a hundred percent by one person but like the phillies like john middleton's the owner he writes the checks but he's just the majority shareholder right does that make sense so he might be like 75 percent owner or whatever whoever that controlling share guy is the guy who puts up the most money yeah the controlling they they more or less by default have to be a billionaire and you don't get to a bit to be a billionaire by not prioritizing money over everything else so well, I guess you could just inherit a billion dollars, but you know, usually it's you know, like Steve Cohen, who was like no, a stock I understand. guy, like you said. Bob Nutting, I think, inherited a newspaper empire or something. His family owns a whole lot of newspapers. Like newspapers, yeah, they're going the way of the dinosaur now. But you know, when he bought the team, everybody still read newspapers. It was still one of the best things you could own. Like, these guys didn't become billionaires by, you know, uh, yeah, I really, I have a real passion project, you know? They, yeah, yeah. They, like, they became billionaires probably by, you know, they're willing to step on people. They they have to know what they're doing financially, at least. Or, you know, yeah, there is the cheat code. You can go into the cheat code menu and type in inherit billions of dollars from your family. But, again, I don't know how many guys that's actually the case for in this situation. But if they're guys who just prioritize money over everything, then, yeah, they're going to get an MLB team. And maybe they're just going to be like, all right, well, let's make more money. Well, here's Which... the thing, though. Here, Here's the difference, though. I mean, you're you're probably right. I don't know any billionaires, but like you're probably right that in order to get to be a billionaire, you probably have to be very shrewd and be a very business minded person. I'm sure that's right. But I think the difference is, like I was saying earlier, it's when you're buying a base and like this is what MLB should be doing. When you're buying a baseball team, you're not buying it exclusively to make money and to get every ounce of profit that you can get out of it. Obviously, it's great to make money. MLB team should be making money. That's there's nothing wrong with that. But when you when you when you bring someone into the ownership fold, there's only 30 like teams to be owned. You should be right. bringing in a Steve Cohen type person. Yeah. Who's, no, I who agree. Yeah. obviously is fabulously wealthy, is willing to, to spend the billions of dollars it costs to own this thing, but is it's, it's like a side project. Like, yeah, it'd be great mm-hmm. to make money, but I want to see the Mets win a World Series. And I think there are mm-hmm. a lot of owners out there like that. Like, I remember the Tigers. See, this is another inheritance thing. Uh was it Mike Illich was the dad whoever the first Illich was was like you spend whatever it takes we're going to win a championship and obviously it didn't work out with Miguel Cabrera and stuff but like they were trying and that's why they're stuck with Miguel Cabrera now and now his son I think Christopher Illich is the son I think I don't have him switched but I think Christopher Illich is the son and he inherited the team from his dad and now he's pinching pennies and it's like see this is the issue like I I don't know what the legalities are like I'm sure you can't put in a clause that said we can make you sell like I don't know how it works like Right. There has to be something MLB can do to get rid of these just like skin flint owners that just do not care about winning because it's like sports are weird. Like, yes, it's a business. Yes, you should be making money, but also you have an antitrust exemption and it's like sort of a public 
like inter- you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. it's a it's like a public good when the team it's not. But like do you see what I'm saying? Like it's it's like I don't know how to put it, but it's like I guess it's just like a moral issue of like when you buy a team, so many people's hopes and dreams depend on that. They're like you right. should be doing the right thing and and at least trying to succeed on like for their on their behalf. Does that make well, sense? I think that I think the way you can put it is actually just look, as a baseball fan, I want all the teams to be trying. You know? Yes. Because yes. again, like I said at the top, we're not economics fans. You know, like, right. yes, do do I have a Robin Hood account? Do I play fantasy economy? Yes. Am I good at it? Well, that look, we're not going to talk about that on this podcast. But, you know, I don't watch MLB teams to go like, damn, dude, look at all that money they're making. They must just be making money hand over fist. Like, go ahead and make money hand over fist. But my interest in it is I want to watch the best baseball players in the world try to win the World Series. And right now, you have, like, 75-ish percent of the best baseball players in the world trying to win the World Series. And then you have the other 20-25% where their owner's like, mm, that's not really yeah, just priority. stuck in a position where they just can't. They just can't. Well, it's not even that they're stuck in a position where they can't. It's the, the oh, you mean the players no, are. Yeah, the players the, the, are stuck in a yeah. position where they can't. Yeah, the owners have elected not to. Okay, no, I thought you were talking about the owners, and I was like, don't yeah. take their side. <laughs> no, what are you doing? No. I'm pro-labor in this instance. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a problem that has to be solved. Uh, this issue gets beaten to death all the time. Uh, you will hear a lot about how, you know, these teams are, they're small market teams and like all that type of stuff. And There's I don't no buy such thing that. As a small market team. Yeah. I don't buy that. Cause they all have TV deals. They all have revenue sharing. They're all fine. Like, I think the, I think the A's can pay their whole payroll and then some purely on their ticket sales, which means that everything else is just cream, you know, like they're just sticking that right in their team's pocket. Cause they're certainly not putting any money into the stadium. No, no, you know? not at all. So, you know, yeah, it's really hard to feel bad for the owners in any way. Like, the the only one that maybe you can make an exception for in a little corner of the issue is the Rays, because they they just don't have the ability to build much of a fan base down there, because it's all, you know, people who move to that state from somewhere else. The, the Marlins may be the same thing, but the Rays are at least good. The Marlins another team that kind of tends to be like okay well let's burn it down the rays never do that and look at the rays this year they're doing great so the rays are maybe the one team that i'll make an exception for and i don't know how big it'll be but you know i mean yeah i don't buy that either because i just like i especially because there's revenue sharing now like it's not just your team makes how much money it makes it's like everything's evened out it's like there's there are but the rays are good every year you know that's yeah yeah I'm, I'm just talking about like a, from a money standpoint like there are big market teams and there are really big market teams so like yeah do yeah. the yankees have an advantage over other teams sure but like right like the yankees are an incredibly large market team and the brewers are a big market team because every right. team is in a big market yeah so you'd look at a team like the dodgers and they do this and then you look at a team like the brewers and they just do this yeah so, pretty much you know but listen guys we're running out of time I don't know about you. I'm not looking forward to going into a third meeting here. Okay. Who likes meetings? Am I right? You know? So, um, you know, we, we had a good, nice round of Elmer descends with Colin, who again is my cousin, not Ethan's get it right. Okay. Showed some respect. Well, and um, our audience's cousin. Yeah. Uh, we did a little pro labor screed. Okay. I like to consider this very much the spiritual heir to Upton Sinclair's the jungle. Um, and, uh, yeah, listen, Talked a little bit about how the Phillies not getting the job done. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, Ethan, do you have anything to add before I remind everybody what his name is? As always. As always. His name is Dan And similarly as always, we will see you on the next one.